Hello there. This is uh, Beginning Metal Detecting with William Kennedy. Not going to be doing a metal detecting podcast today. I'm going to stay on topic on the different uh, podcasts I've been doing, uh, uh, military type of ones. Older information, uh, they probably don't use it right now or today. Yeah, I was just listening uh, to... Um, to uh, uh, that lady up in uh, Canada, digging Canuck. She has a good, uh, she has a good uh, podcast on um, YouTube. She does every every morning, like on Sundays, unless uh, otherwise, you know, she always has a pretty good guest on there. I enjoy watching her uh, her videos with whoever, whatever guest she has on. So it makes her makes her channel definitely popular. That's for sure. Um, but, uh, anyways, uh, enough on that. Hey, I'm going to do, um, podcasts on protect yourself from NBC and NBC injury contamination when changing mission oriented protective posture would be mop gear, M O P P. They just parentheses around it. Um, you were in mop four with a load carrying equipment. LCE, your mop gear is um, contaminated. Your buddy is in mop four with LEC. Is available to assist with your mop gear exchange. You have an uncontaminated set of chemical mop gear for yourself and your buddy in a f- uh, personal decontamination kit. <clears throat> the LEC is the... Um, the thing that you uh, would put on um, your load-bearing equipment that would be your your ammo magazines, your canteen, um, possibly a first aid kit, um, poncho, and maybe you'd be carrying your shovel. Um, usually on the pistol belt, it, uh, you can carry a lot of that stuff, but it does get to be quite heavy. Okay. For chemical or biological decontamination, you have one personal decontamination kit per person, one 50-pound drum of super topical bleach, STB, dry mix. It's not a liquid. A piece of plastic or poncho or similar material. That'd be like for the poncho that you'd be carrying, you know, in case it rains or something, you could use it for this too. For radiological decontamination, you have five gallons of water. If is not available for um, radiological um, decontamination, uh, brush wipe or shake off contamination. That's how I was saying. Um, if you can get undercover, you know any any kind of radioactivity, um, it does you know fall. Uh, the particulates, but it's more kind of in the air and stuff like that around you. So it's always nice to have a little cover if that's possible, but that, you know, it soaks into everything really. <clears throat> hey, three pails of um, water capacity, one, uh, one can of government-issued GI soap or liquid detergent, two sponges, paper towels, a, pla- a piece of plastic, a poncho, or similar materials. Decontaminate individual gear and equipment without 
spreading contamination. Better turn on the light. See a little bit better. Into your skin or undergarments. Set your uncontaminated gear aside on an uncontaminated surface. And that's where the another poncho might come in handy. Uh, change undergarments over boots and gloves without spreading contamination to uncontaminated sets of mop gear. Um, that's if you don't have a tent to go into. Um, sometimes they have tents that you do you go through a decontamination process and then you've got overhead cover. Change mop gear without either yourself or buddy becoming a casualty. If the environment is only chemically and or biologically contaminated, omit steps two or four in a training information outline below. If environment is radiologically contaminated, omit steps one or three. If the environment is both radiologically and chemically and or biologically contaminated, perform all steps. Uh, the steps are, let's see, decontaminate your individual gear for chemical or biological contamination without assistance. Note, if any time during the techniques you suspect you have spread the contamination onto your skin or undergarments, decontaminate immediately with personal decontamination kit available, then proceed with mop gear exchange. Um, the bag that the mop gear comes in is a foil type of um, bag, and it keeps, keeps contamination out um, if that's available. Um, usually units would have that if they, if they order like they're supposed to. Usually the supply would order all that stuff. Um, remove chemical protective helmet cover. Discard it. Cover your gear with STB dry mix. Brush or rub STB mix into the material. Shake off the excess. Set your gear aside in an uncontaminated surface, plastic poncho, or similar material. Decontaminate your individual gear for radiological contamination without assistance. Brush, wipe, or shake off dust of radio the radiological um, contamination from your individual gear. Wa uh, wash the equipment with warm soapy water if available. Set the equipment aside to dry an uncontaminated surface plastic poncho or similar materials. Note, do not reverse rolls until steps three to eight are complete. Decontaminate, okay, this is three. Decontaminate hood and mask for chemical and biological contamination. Have your buddy loosen hood as follows. Loosen the draw cord, remove under, underarm straps from your underarms, move the straps over your shoulders, reattach straps to the Velcro patches on the bottom of the hood. Because there's like straps that are uh, put on the back of the hood. That's when you put your mask on and you seal it and you put your, your hood over the top and there's straps that are connected to the back and then there's a set of Velcro straps on um, patches on the front there so it secures it to underneath your arms so the hood doesn't come off. Uh, let's see. Reattach straps to Velcro patches 
on the bottom of the hood. I think I just said that. Repeating myself again, huh? Couldn't see where I was at. <clears throat> Have your buddy decontaminate the hood and expose parts of your mask using the decontamination two wipes, including the canister and hose on the M24, M25 series, or M40 series protective mask. Like I said, the, they probably don't use these anymore. They've got a canister kind of one. The ones that I'm talking about are the ones that the, the filters are inside the masks. Um, note the decontamination two wipe first, then decontamination one wipe. Reverse of the usual order prevents residue from the decontamination two wipes being left on the lenses. This will not affect the effect, effect, effectiveness um, of the decontamination, but will keep the eye lenses outserts from clouding up. Because you do, uh, it does get really hot in those masks, and with these wipes, it has an anti-fog uh, that if you use it in there, um, it won't fog up which is nice because it gets really super hot in those things, especially if you're in Mop 4. That's why they want you to always drink a lot of water because you'll just, it's like a, it's, it's pretty hot. Okay, wipe the mask. Eyelids outserts first. Wipe the entire mask from top to bottom of the hood down. Have your buddy repeat the process. Sidesteps using a the decontamination, one wipe. Have your buddy decontaminate yeah, his or her own gloves with the personal decontamination kit after your mask is decontaminated. Decontaminate the hood and mask for radiological contamination. Have your buddy dip the sponge in hot soapy water. Have your buddy wipe your mask and hood and the canister with the hose of the M24, M25 series or M40 series protective mask. Have your buddy rinse the hood, hood and mask with a sponge dipped in clean water. Have your buddy dry the hood and mask with paper towels or a rag. Have your buddy wipe down his or her gloves. Note, cool soapy water is not effective for removing contamination, but can be used if you scrub longer if no water is available, the personal decontamination kit may be used for chemical or biological decontamination. Roll your hood. Leave the zipper closed. Have your buddy lift the hood straight up off your shoulders by grasping the straps. Have your buddy pull the hood over your head until most of the back of the hood is exposed, but the hood should not be completely over your face. So you would roll it from the very back, but having it halfway up your head, close to the mask, um, still the straps are placed on the back of your head still. And that's just to keep any contamination from coming in because you wanna, you wanna still have that seal. Let's see. Let's see which one I'm at here. 
Place your hands over the voice emitter to prevent mask seal from being broken if necessary. Have your buddy roll the hood tightly, starting at the chin and working around the mask without pulling it completely off the back of your head. That's what I was saying about the straps on the back. Note, do not reverse rolls. Go on to the next step. Only one soldier will have the hood decontaminated and rolled at the same time. Remove your jacket. Have your buddy untie the cord. Unfasten snaps on the front of the jacket. Unzip the jacket. Unsnap the, the snaps in the back of the jacket from the overgarment trousers. Make a fist as each sleeve is pulled off to prevent the gloves from coming off. Have your buddy pull the jacket off one arm at a time, turning the jacket inside out. Have your buddy place the jacket on the ground nearby with the black side up. That's charcoal, that's the black side of it. That that protects you a little bit more. Um, if you're... If your sleeves were rolled up on your uniform and stuff, your skin would be all black from the charcoal. That's what prevents the contamination from getting in. Um, the liquid contamination. Um, note, you will use the jacket later as, as the uncontaminated surface to stand on while redressing. So it would keep you a barrier from the contaminated ground if that's present. Like I said, you know, they have changing stations as tents and stuff. If that's not available, you're going to probably have to use a tree line or something like that. Um, uh, so a lot of the particulates are, are not still falling or whatever. Um, on trees it might, but it, if, you know, like I said, you know, if it was a flyover or something like that, um, at least it could be somewhat protected. But usually the, the chemical suit would be covered all with it. And um, you only have a certain amount of time um, before you have to change your protective suit because it doesn't last like for seven, eight hours. It's a little shorter than that. It's pretty close to that, that time. It's less than 10. Remove your trousers. Have your buddy open the trouser cuff, then the wrist snap zipper if necessary, the wrist tabs. Have your buddy grasp a trouser leg by the cuff. Pull that leg from the trousers. Repeat B and C for other leg. Have your body place the trousers out of the way. Remove your outer boots. Stand next to your jacket. Have your body untie or cut the strings from your over boots. Have your body pull them off one boot at a time. Step into your jacket. Onto your jacket as overboots are removed. Remove the green vinyl cover over the boots. Stand next to your jacket. Have your buddy unfasten or cut the elastic enclosure of both of your G GVOs. Um, step on a on the heel of the opposite foot, working that foot. Free while directing your buddy to pull off the GVOs off that foot. Step on your jacket as the GVO comes off. That's the, the actual boot. I don't know why they call it that. I've, I've always called it uh, uh, chemical boots. They have like a, 
there's a couple um, eyelets that go through there and you, and if you do it a certain way this boot will come like up over your 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 uh, boot that you actually wear if you string it up the right way and you can just dispose of them um, I don't know how long the things last they are kind of cool um, they have some tread on the bottom I don't know how how long they would last if you wore them they're not that thick I mean they don't have any any um matting or anything inside that's just rubber it's like uh when you used to be young you'd have those those boots with the zipper on it or the little clip or clasp that you would do and there'd be four or five of them and you just stick your shoe right in there or boot or whatever you were wearing um let's see should probably do a break here commercial break Get close to the end, about halfway through. <clears throat> for Digger's Den, 15% off for vets. Okay, that's Mind Lab. Uh, Mind Lab, uh, Mind Lab uh, uh, detectors. That's E Track. Um, the, uh, I can't even remember all of them. Um, Equinox, uh, CTX, those. Hard to keep those things in line. Um, he also sells uh, Garrett products. Garrett metal detector is probably the new ace, uh, if that's out in stores yet. Um, I haven't gotten that one. I've seen some pretty good reviews on it, and it's like the um, like the Mind Lab Vanquish. Um, it's not waterproof at all. <clears throat> so DD two fourteen on that. Okay. Um, Submit that, cover up any information while you're faxing it to this guy. Um, he sells Deus products, new X35 black or white coils, and then the elliptical coil that goes up to like 90, 90 kilohertz. Um, sells uh, the, the Garrett, like I was saying, um, uh, Nopta Macro, sells those products too. Um, sells digging tools, shovels, uh, also pouches for your coins or junk. Because if you're digging it up, you, know, you definitely want to get rid of it. Put it in there, throw it away in a proper um, proper thing. Um, recycling aluminum, you know, just trash, paper, that'd be recycling, plastics. Um... And he's located in Virginia. And I don't know. The lockdown should be coming up here pretty shortly. I know in Minnesota we're at, uh, we'll be at phase three in, on Wednesday of this month. So they'll be allowing more people to come in. Um, there'll probably be masks that will be mandatory to wear uh, at uh, restaurants and things like that. Um, I don't know how people are going to drink beer through these masks unless they come out with a uh, a mask that has a, a a hole for a straw, because otherwise you're pulling it down and you got to drink it and then you got to put it back on. I mean, you'd be social distancing, but that's just a pain in the butt, anyways. But anyways, you can contact him at four three four six six five nine seven five three, and he'll be definitely happy to take your order. But that would be 
Well, the Midwest time, I think he'd be more East Coast, East Coast time. So be an hour ahead of Midwest time, I believe. An hour or two. It's real close to like the Midwest. It's kind of bordering on the East Coast, kind of in the Midwest. But I think it's more the East Coast. Okay, well, keep driving on here. Okay, note if GVO is extremely tight on the foot, use your hands to assist in the removal. Take care not to puncture the glove. Decontaminate the gloves immediately afterwards. Maybe they were talking about gloves, I don't know. I get confused between the GVO gloves and the boots. Remove your rubber gloves, having your buddy assist you. Do not touch the outside of the rubber glove with your bare hands. Put on an uncontaminated overgarment. Have your buddy open a package containing a new cover garment without touching the garment itself. That's what I was talking about. The, uh, the new garments come in those um, foil bags, and they're pretty easy to un, uh, uh, pull open. You might maybe need a, a scissors or something like that, a knife. You know, but with contaminated areas, got to be really careful not to get anything inside the bag on the on the uh, um, the uncontaminated jacket that's coming out of the bag. Have your buddy open the package containing a new overgarment without touching the garment itself. That's all I'm saying. Your knife or anything, you want to keep that as clean as possible <clears throat> without even coming in contact with it. Pull out the overgarment one piece at a time without touching the outside of the package. Okay, put on new trousers, leaving the cuffs open. Put on jackets, the jacket, sorry. Put on overboots. Have your buddy pick up a new package of overboots. Have your buddy open it without touching the overboots inside. Reach in to the package, um, remove the overboots, put the overboots on, put on your GVOs, have your buddy pick up a new package of the GVOs, open it without touching the GVOs inside. So like the, the jacket, the pants, and all that stuff comes in that bag. And it's all nice and clean and uncontaminated. Uh, reach into the ba uh, package removing the GVOs. Put on the GVOs. Note, GVOs downing procedure is very basic. Downing it just like a regular wet weather boots or boot. Put on gloves. Have your buddy pick up a package of new chemical protective gloves, opening it without touching the gloves inside. Remove the gloves from the package. Put the gloves on, secure the hood, have your buddy decontaminate his or her camo protective gloves with a personal decontamination kit. Uh, the decontamination kit, if the personal one, it's a liquid and you would add, um, there's a, a, an, an ample inside there, you would crush it and then you would shake it. And that's a, um, that's something that you, it would be connected to your, uh, your chemical mask. <clears throat> it's an actual um, one that you wear on your side with your LBVs or your LBE. Usually it was an LBE that we had. 
and 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 this kit would be connected to the bag of where the mask would be sitting. So you always had one of those. Okay, have your buddy reposition the hood as follows. The buddy's gloves must be decontaminated before proceeding with this step. Unroll your hood, unattach the straps, check all zippers, ties, your hood, and overgarments. To ensure that they are closed, repeat steps 3 through 15, taking the roll of your buddy, secure your gear, place a new chemical protective cover on your helmet, put on individual gear back on, that would be um, your LBV or LBE. With me, it was an LB, LBE. We never had LBVs. That was lighter. That was a load-bearing vest. Um, the LBE was just load-bearing equipment. It was a little bit... It didn't have a lot of stuff on like, like the LBVs have now. I don't know if they still use them or not. Um, check the fit of the secured gear of your buddy. Have him or her check your gear. Move to the assembly area. Okay. Uh, see if I'm done here. Almost. Uh, Setup set evaluation. The task during a field mop exercise or a normal training session. Soldiers must be in mop for use the M588 can't even talk M58A1 decontamination aid kit. Note only use the M2581A1 decontamination kit or M29I decontamination kit in combat. So there's a difference between those two. Um, one is for training, one is for the real deal. Uh, identify pairs designated the initial task, perform and the buddy provide each soldier with one of the following three scenarios. The soldier has been exposed to chemical or biological contamination. The soldiers can omit steps. Two to four, the soldier has been exposed to radiological contamination. The soldier can omit steps one and three or three. Soldiers has been exposed to radiological, chemical, or biological contamination the soldiers must perform all steps decontaminate your individual gear for chemical or biological contamination without assistance by discard the helmet cover cover all exposed surfaces of your gear with stb dry mix brushing or rubbing stb mix onto the material shaking off excess mix setting Setting decontamination gear on an uncontaminated area. Decontaminate individual gear for radiological contamination without assistance. Brushing, wiping, or shaking off all exposed surfaces of your gear. Washing all equipment with warm, soapy water. Setting decontamination gear in an uncontaminated area. Decontaminate hood and, and mask for chemical and biological contamination with buddy assistance by loosening the hood without contaminating the straps. Wipe the hood, expose parts of the mask with decontaminated wipes. Two, starting with um, eye lenses outserts, wiping the hood and expose parts of the mask with decontaminating wipes. One, starting with eye lenses 
outserts and then proceeding from the top of the hood down. Decontaminate the hood and mask for radiological contamination with Buddy's assistance. So some of this is you may have to be by yourself and you may not have the assistance. You may just, you know, gotten lost from your squad or whatever in a train, like a training situation or a combat situation. Um, these things can happen and they want, they want you to be able to perform these things by yourself. So that's the end of, um, end of this podcast. I don't know what I'm going to do next. Maybe it'll be with, um, replacing filters in your M40 mask series. I think I got something on that. I don't think that'll be too long. That'd be a pretty short one. So I can do more on the mask and chemical, biological warfare, whatever, you know, it's, it's all training, you know, but they don't, they don't use this stuff anymore. When I was in, they used all of this stuff back in the nineties and stuff like that. So you could say I'm kind of old, not really super old, but getting there. So anyways, uh, hopefully the state that you're in, um, they've loosened up some of the restrictions and things are returning to normal. Um, Around here, it is getting better. Um, I see a lot more people out because when it first started, it was like a ghost town. I, I felt very out of place. I thought, do I still do I live here? It's like this is so weird, but this is unprecedented. I mean, we have, we have um, viruses every year. They come in, you know, in the fall, the winter time. They just show back up. Uh, we haven't. From what the experts have said, everybody was going to die, and that wasn't the case. They just, um, I don't know if they use AI or what they use, but obviously somebody or something said that that was going to happen. And they, I think they come out with the worst-case scenario all the time. That's the way I kind of I think, um, but it's not always the case. Um, you know, people, people do make mistakes. I mean, we're not perfect. Nobody is perfect at all. I mean, at some things, yeah, maybe. Other things, maybe not. But we all make mistakes, and we have to. Um, we have to just uh, rearrange everything and get back up and start walking again. Um, I don't know if uh, I don't know something about bootstraps or something like that. I don't know. Gather your thoughts and just continue on. I mean, if something gets screwed up or something like that, just keep moving on. I mean, life, life is go, it goes by too quick. Um, being at 25, 30, pretty soon, you know, you're 60 or something like that, you know. It just goes like a blur. You know, you're, you're in such a hurry to grow up. And then when you get to that portion, it's like, oh, the challenge is done. It'll just move faster. And it does. So, anyways, uh... Every, I hope everything is going good for you. Um, get out there metal detecting and, uh, you know, check out the new detectors. I know Garrett has that new Apex. Um, Mine Lab's got the Vanquish. Uh, Simplex, Nocta Simplex. Seems like a good machine. It's decent. Um, I know that one go, does go go pretty deep with the updates that they have on it now. Three days ago, I think four days ago, they came out with a 
with an update for that. I don't know if it's a new update. My system won't let me update. I have that machine anyways. Um, it seems like uh, the more machines you get, it's the harder it is to get rid of them, or you can't find anybody that wants to buy it, you know, because there's all these new machines come out, coming out. But you never know. You might run into somebody that wants a wants a machine or a used one, and you can get rid of one. Because I don't know how many how many metal detectors one person can have. It's like collecting everything. You know, you can only use one thing at a time, but then. You know, you can kind of step back and say, ooh, I own all this stuff. This is cool. So hopefully you got the room for it all or find the room or put it somewhere where you can find it and keep, I always keep mine, try to keep mine as clean as possible, put them in one of those bags that work pretty well, I guess. Uh, Kelly Co., there's various other companies, other detecting shops that have the bigger ones, those are kind of nice. I I prefer the bigger ones because those ones that you get on eBay or something, they're too small. They're like $18 and you can't even fit anything in there. Maybe a, maybe a, a, a Deus, XP Deus or something might fit into one of those things. But anyways, uh, I'm going to get out of here and uh, hopefully you all have a good day, okay? And... Uh, I'll uh, come up with something here for next Sunday then, okay? Um, have a great day. Bye.